Yeah, for sure. Um, like I, I watched that video too. Just um, uh, at the start, what was that at the start of the week? Um, I just watched that, you know, a few days ago. That uh, video, and you know, like me personally, I don't believe in uh, some of the, you know, political views that Stan Grant has. But when he talks of the Aboriginal experience, I, I agree with him 100%, 110%. And in that video, he spoke of, you know, the Aboriginal experience. Just on uh, what he was saying and quoting Adam Goods, totally. We're talking about the mentality. It slowly hasn't gone away or it's slowly been chipped at you know, over the course of uh, uh, two centuries. But still, uh, that mentality underlines how we're seen, you know, on a daily basis. Whether it's walking down the street, you walk into Coles and the security happens to be following you, or just as you're about to check out, you have the workers hovering over you, or it's it's um, the young kid that's at school that around this time he becomes a centre of attention. About he becomes the go-to guy about what is and what isn't an Aboriginal, or it's that kid walking home from school after school getting pulled up by the cops. This is a mentality that has seeped through nearly every single uh, facet of Australian life. And it, it's funny when, well, you know, when racism gets brought up, we get uh, shot down and say, hey, can't talk about that. You know, that's become the big, you know, boogeyman word. And and one of the reasons why is because when we bring bring up, you know, racism and and how we've been treated in this country, it, it sort of hits on a moral, it impacts them morally. And, yeah, we're the only people that can defuse an Aussie. Could, could I ask you to expand a bit on on that thought there, Bo, because um, I guess, again, in the context of the, the bullying of Adam Goods, and I'm thinking as well about another video that went viral where there's a 12-year-old Indigenous boy who was mouthing off against police, which personally I have no problem with. I don't have any time or respect for the police, but... It was kind of interesting to see that reaction that people were outraged, not at the fact that a 12-year-old Indigenous boy was being arrested, but they're outraged at the fact that he was using a few swear words. And it just seems like there's, there's these incidents that happen where people react without understanding the historical context or the social context of why Indigenous people might be hostile to police or why Adam Goods would be proud of doing a, a war dance on the football field. It seems like there's still a lot of ignorance in the, uh, in the white population. Of course, and uh, like I remember, you know, last week just sharing that that, that that clip. I remember a few other people sharing that clip, and like the tagline was, you know, this is how deaths in custody start. And the reaction that you get from people, oh, you know, I'd arrest a kid too, you know, if he had a mouth like that. I'd choke him on handcuffs too. And, and you just hit it on the head, the historical relationship that Aboriginal people have with police. Not just a week before that, Police uh, ran in on a house, on the wrong house, without a without a search warrant, arrested a minor, and in the video you see um, the police officer hitting an auntie in the throat. Like I said, yeah, the mentality, and, and this stretches back way far when we talk about the relationship with Aboriginal people and the early uh, police settlers who were sent out on raids, raiding parties, um, to kill Aboriginal people. There was actually licenses that you could apply for, you know, to help kill Aboriginal people. It's like uh, lots of people, you know, would have changed their attitude if they saw a video of that kid in a coffin and said, oh, he, he, he like, like, would they be saying, oh, you know, he died because he was around a police officer? 
Mm. Uh, what they say he died because of you know the historical context of death and custody of the relationship that we have with not just you know not just the Queensland police or the New South Wales police, you know the Australian police force. Indeed, speaking of historical context, Bo, obviously it is Invasion Day, uh, commonly known as Australia Day, tomorrow. What are your feelings on how the day should be marked? And I know that you'll be attending a march uh, tomorrow in Brisbane. Um, so tell us a little bit about that march, and just tell us more generally, you know, sort of how you feel the day uh, ought to be marked. I think. Um yeah, you know, that's a good question. You know, like I think in the, you know in the lead up, you know myself, I've always had an eerie feeling about the 26th of January because of you know what happened every '88. You know, they declared you know um, a British colony, or you know a few years before that actually. But the tough thing, I don't know, you know, like to put your emotions into words, you know, sometimes you can't really do it. But ever since I you know was young, you know, I've always attended the rallies here in Brisbane. I remember when I first moved up to Brisbane in 97, one of the first things our old man did was you know, bring us to the Invasion Day marches and expression on the on, on the people's faces who talk and in the crowd says uh, their expression, you know, tells us, you know, are the feelings of that day. It's anger, it's um, sadness, it's depression, it's um, those follow things, those things that follow on from, you know, people being depressed. You know, and waking up on on a day such like this year, which is celebrated, you know, 60,000 years is put on hold, you know, for a day. And it's 230 years that is, that, that is celebrated. I, I just wanted to, to ask as well, Bo, about more specifically on the march happening tomorrow and the, the sovereignty, you know, sort of sovereignty campaign that you're involved in. And tell us a little bit about the tent embassy movement, which I, I understand is sort of still bubbling away there in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the march up here in Brizzy tomorrow, or I should say across, across here in Brizzy, is uh, it's at 11 a.m. from Parliament House. We'll be marching back to Musgrave Park uh, where we'll have you know, some food. You know, we'll get some people up you know, singing some songs and doing some dances and a bit of live music. Uh, up here in Brizzy, through the 10 Embassy, we've been organising a lot of marches and out there and um, organising this one. And that, you know, the Brisbane Aboriginal an embassy came out of the 40th anniversary um, of the 10 embassy in Canberra. That was the longest standing protest in the world over 40, almost 44 years now. The sovereignty movement, you know, been plugging away, you know, for quite some time now. You know, and I think, you know, this year, I think over the last few years, you know, since the 40th anniversary, like it's, it's, it's ignited a lot of passion within our people. You know, one of the main things that we wanted, we wanted to do with this year actually seen uh, Invasion Day, you know, to say no to constitutional uh, recognition, uh, constitutional reform and the recognised campaign, you know, because the majority of Aboriginal people either don't understand, don't care and, and totally don't agree you know, with constitutional recognition. Now, the reason why they don't care is because of the everyday issues that we face um, on a daily basis. You know, they don't know about it, you know, because um, it's not coming from a grassroots you know, and there are, you know, like a lot of these meetings and conferences are at universities and, you know, like really flash, you know, uh, places never, you know, in an Aboriginal community where we can have these discussions, you know, and, you know, the majority of Aboriginal people don't agree with it because, you know, we see it as um, you know, another false flag that they want to throw in front of us, you know, to children, to 
to, to, to slow down uh, the, 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 like, the sovereignty campaign in that day. You know, so like Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Canberra, Adelaide, uh, Maury, um, uh small places like Anala on the south side of Brisbane, um, you know, Perth, you know, um, and other small country towns around the country have jumped on and sort of, you know, said that, you know, like we want to be a part of, Know, this theme for Invasion Day, and I, and I think if we can generate the momentum, you know, from Invasion Day, that'll set the pace for the rest of the year. You know, um, in terms of how politically active we are as Aboriginal people, because you know, last year we saw, you know, roughly about you know, twenty to thirty-five thousand people, you know, hit the streets over, you know, five national days of actions throughout the year. And so, if we can grip, you know, this momentum, then we can, you know, have a bit of you know, uh, uh, you know, a political voice on a national scale in terms of you know, what we want to do. You know, that power sort of comes back to us in terms of you know where we want to be. You know, and this is the sort of momentum you know what we can draw from you know, from tomorrow.